It's what we've talked about in all these podcasts that there is an opportunity when you suffer to be so close to Jesus and to fill up Colossians 1.24, what is lacking in Christ, to, to fill up, to somehow participate with Christ in doing something for the church. Hello and welcome to the Teeth of Grace. I'm Sarah Schaefer. I'm here with Kathy Loudenberg. We're here to brag about God. Yep. Not about us, not about what we've done. And I love Philippians 3 because Paul walks through all of his accomplishments and talks about and more or less kind of brags. Yeah. About which he certainly if anybody could. Right. Right. Yeah. That man could. He certainly could. So this is what he says. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ, and being found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forget what is behind, and I strain toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ wow. Jesus. We've been talking about identity theft. This should be our identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. Paul just nails it. Mm-hmm. Everything about this is the fruit of what Paul got from all the suffering. Right. What? Who wouldn't want to have any of these things? This truly, to be found in him, this truly is our true identity or what God wants our true identity to be. Mm. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's one of my favorite passages, to be found in him. And I want to know him in verse 10. That's that same word that in the Old Testament, it's so much more than head knowledge. It's more that one of Abraham knew his wife and she conceived. Right. Intimate knowing. It's the know that from the bosom to the bosom, mm-hmm. know that our heart is his heart. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so much more than just, I know about Christ. It's so much more. That's that one. Right. Um, so I have a couple more that are just, uh, just, Rejoicing things, just absolutely rejoicing things. Um, Paul's letter to the Colossians uh, 1 through 8, he commends them for their faith, their love, their fruit, um, for the sake of his body, which is the church. And he tells them all the good things they've done. And then in Colossians 1, 9, he tells them what to do. Be filled with the knowledge of his will. Here's another identity. This is the true identity. Again, we're coming back to this isn't it. This is it. Be filled with the knowledge of his will, walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, 
and increasing in the knowledge of God. I love verse 11. Be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. Hmm. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He delivered us from the power of darkness, conveyed us into the kingdom of his son, of his love, and in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Be holy, blameless, and above reproach. That thing is so packed. That's wow. so full of, isn't it? It's just, he tells us exactly, be about these things. Right. Yeah. Which all just are positive things, right? Fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. It's kind of like a little deal of how we grow up in Christ, mm -hmm. step by step. He just lays it out, one after another after another. Um, 2 Timothy 2.10, he says, Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they may also obtain the salvation in Jesus Christ with eternal glory. Paul looked beyond any suffering to the goal, mm -hmm. and all he saw was Christ. Mm -hmm. And Philippians 3, 7 through 11, I, um, I love, I just love all of this. But what things were gained to me, I count but loss for Christ. I count all things lost for the excellency of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I've suffered the loss of all things, but I count them just rubbish that I may gain Christ to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God by faith. Oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain the resurrection from the dead. There again, Paul talks about the whole nugget in all Paul's life for me, because I've suffered lots of things in 26 surgeries and my health has never been great. And I pretty much live in constant pain. Paul, the fellowship in those sufferings, Paul knew that better than anybody. Mm. So as the body falls apart and the spirit gets stronger and stronger, he just says um, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. It's what we've talked about in all these podcasts that there is an opportunity when you suffer to be so close to Jesus and to fill up Colossians 124, what is lacking in Christ, to, to fill up, to somehow participate with Christ in doing something for the church. Because Sarah, I'm I'm lucky. I I had a conversion, kind of like Paul. I didn't see a white light and I wasn't blinded. But that morning after I attempted suicide, about three o'clock in the morning, I said, if you're real, Jesus, if you're real, take my next breath, my next breath, and my next breath, because I don't want to live. And that three months on that Boy Scout ranch at the shooting range, when I read that whole Bible from cover to cover, I truly am thankful for such a dramatic turnaround and intervention that he stopped that suicide attempt because 
that was the starting point of such a love and such a passion that he really became my all in all. And through the years, all the suffering, because I was 26 at the time, and I already had horrible arthritis in all my joints. These verses on, on the intimacy in suffering and what's possible in suffering, that's why Paul could boast in them. Mm -hmm. When I'm flat at the cabin and can't come down, that's why I haven't been down here. It's when Jesus and I have sweet, sweet, sweet. I'm going to say intercourse. This exchange of ideas. This is this. I, I sense his presence. He knows mine. We're 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 one. Mm -hmm. Paul knew all this stuff. So anyway, um, we've talked about some really serious things. But here he's bragging, and not about himself, but he's bragging about all the things that brought him to that kind of intimacy with Christ. And 90% of it was suffering. Mm -hmm. Makes you look at things a different way. Definitely does. I was revisiting the Beatitudes, which mm -hmm. um, are the be happy statements from yep. the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, which you can find in Matthew 5. And I had heard a teaching on it that felt odd to me. So it just... What was good about that, though, is it led me to read it again myself and to some of the resources I have here on hand. And one of the authors, David Johnson, who's a former pastor of mine, he's pastor at Church of the Open Door in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. um, Minnesota. For He was there for decades. Um, amazing pastor. And his chapter on this, on verse 3, where it says, Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He titles it, if it ain't broke, can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that we all have this idea of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But God says, if you're not broken, I can't use you. And he goes on to outline in, uh, I love that. It, it's beautiful because he says, if that's how, when we know that we can do nothing to ever be good enough, to obtain the perfection that God requires. When we are so empty and we finally figure that out, that's when he can come in and save us. So he does his best For work. salvation. And then for sanctification, it's the same exact thing. If we think that we can somehow be humble enough or good enough or, I mean, again, that's all when we get to the end of that and realize, no, it's got to be Christ in me. Yeah. Then, then we're ready to let that life of Christ live through us. Yeah. And then he talks about it in service and in service when you're doing ministry that a lot of times you're doing ministry and he, and he was just so brilliant how he explained this, or it just meant a lot to me because he is again, a very gifted teacher and a very smart man. But he said, my PhD is powerless to heal anybody. My, yeah. all of my experience can do nothing to, to comfort someone. It has to be Christ who mm -hmm. does those things. And so when we say, I can't, I'm broken, I don't have what it takes, that's when he is free yeah. to work through us. Exactly what Paul says in 220. Mm -hmm. I no longer live. Right. It's Christ who lives through me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in me, with me. And um, that that's the goal. That's the identity that's the identity we should be 
searching for. And I think as I look back, the falls, so, so many other falls after that into the homosexual lifestyle, those were still God's ways of getting at roots that needed healed, mm -hmm. which right. I didn't even know were down there. Eddie's death, the abuse. God knew I was just, and Paul, I mean, look, look at who, look at who Saul was. He was watching Stephen get stoned, mm -hmm. holding his jacket, maybe even clapping. Right. He hated the way he was, he needed a radical, radical intervention to become Paul's God's man mm -hmm. to the Gentiles. We're here and know Christ because of Paul. Because mm -hmm. the disciples did the Jews. He did. That had to be radical. So um, as much as I, I, you know, don't like how I've lived my life sometimes, that was radical. That suicide attempt was radical. And um, I just wanted to end, end on um, what could be better than Colossians 1.9? Be filled with the knowledge of his will, pleasing to him, fruitful knowledge, strengthened in all might, giving thanks. I mean, this is the celebration of all that we've talked about, about who, what we have in Christ and really who our identity is in Christ. Mm -hmm. Listeners, thanks for joining us. We hope that you've been blessed by our deeper exploration into what it is to be in him, in Christ. And I pray that you can apply some of these things, especially if you are in challenging, mm -hmm. broken, difficult circumstances, mm -hmm. that there can be a sense of rejoicing and bragging on God when everything around us is is tough. If you want to reach out to us, you can email me, Sarah, at sara at theteethofgrace.com, or you can send an email to Kathy, and you can reach her at kathy at theteethofgrace.com. We're so glad you joined us today, and we pray that you will join us again next time. God bless you, listeners. Mm -hmm.